All right. We're yawning because we're tired, but so. only two of us have newborns. So, welcome to the Mama's Den. I'm Cody. I'm, I'm Melanie. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Felicia. Yay. We're Mashley. We're Mashley. <laughs> we're Mashley. I'm Mashley. 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 Well, since y'all over here in sync, uh, right? Mm-hmm. In sync. That was that was the newborn mama in sync. Mm-hmm. That really yes. was what it was. So we're a few months out from y'all having babies. Mm-hmm. You're 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 fourth, Ashley, and your second, Melanie. Mm-hmm. So I want to understand, like, how's this adjustment? Go ahead, Mel. Honestly, I feel like. I get beat up every single day. Man. I just feel like my body hurts. I feel tired. I feel like there's not enough hours in the day. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it's I'm just looking for the moment when both of them are asleep at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's literally mm-hmm. what I look forward to. When is to that? <sighs> well, Cameron goes to sleep at the 830. He's in bed. Oh, that's good. Kaya, she's a wild card. She could sometimes be asleep and stay asleep, but then you're waiting, you're waiting at like that 1:30 for her to wake up and be like, I'm hungry. Or, you know, trying to put them to sleep at the same time. How, how long does she sleep? Girl, she a baby. We don't know. I need it. Because <laughs> she's like looking for that time yes. of day. But it's like, what does that give you? So two hours? It's, it's, the, no, it's the truth. It's so wild. Like, we just don't know. Like, we really never know that yeah. it's perfect, Ashley. Because I just don't know. Like, people are like, how is she sleeping through the night? I'm like, yes. Like, what does that look like? I don't know. So I just feel like it's better than it was in the beginning. I can say that. It's be- it's better than it was in the beginning, which is helpful which and, is and December. hopeful. December she was born. She was born the end of December, and I am, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. I'm just very tired. I'm more tired than I was with Cameron, and I think it's twofold. I'm also five years older, and I also. The naivete of not knowing what to expect is just like adrenaline when you have one. You're just kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. I don't know what to do, but I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when you have two and then you kind of have an experience before to compare it to, when it's not going the same, Girl. it's so stressful. Girl. Right? It's yes. so stressful. Right, yeah, Like, Did yeah, you feel no. like that? Like, Absolutely. With- I'm like, because Peace and Zen are completely yes. different humans. Mm-hmm. Completely different. And I had to really understand like what works for Peace does not work for Zen. They yes. are individuals you have to raise them as individuals yes yeah but i definitely feel i felt super defeated i was like two kids i'm like how do people have more than this, this i don't crazy. i don't know ashley it's ghetto because you got 511 children no i mean honestly i feel like after after you have one it doesn't even matter like if you have two <laughs> if you have four if you have five it's the same thing because I if you have that. a baby yeah. it, i heard that it's, it doesn't matter like we feel the same way even though i have four kids and you guys have two or you have three we all feel the same way. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I like, see you're you know I mean? like you're still tired. People because... used to say having one is like having one. Mm-hmm. Having two is like having, having, two. having five. Yeah. yeah. yeah because at the end of the day, especially when you have a baby, whether you have to take care of one more child or four more, five more, you don't get to rest. No. That's the problem. So when you have a baby and you have other children, once you're like frazzled and you're tired and you're trying to get this baby to sleep and as soon as you get the baby to sleep and you want to sit down and someone's like, mommy. Yes. You know what I mean? And like there's no, there's no reprieve. And I think that's the problem like you're constantly on and it's unhealthy in a way you know what I mean but the way we parent and exist in this world is not natural like it's supposed to be community it's supposed to be like village and there's lots of, like literally villages where right. there's people who are like just there like let me hold the baby and you know so we're growing up in isolation by having our own homes and like they're very everything's very separate and I think that's why women or people who birth struggle so much because it's not natural how we're like raising our children mm-hmm. and our family and it's I don't think it's ever going to feel 
okay for anyone unless they're living in a home with like their moms and their aunts and their sisters and there's everybody like you know you can pass it off to it's going to always be a struggle of exhaustion so but i remember before you had italia that you were talking about doing the 40 days where you don't do nothing you don't go nowhere yeah that didn't work okay i got got four kids i thought i was gonna do that and i got a doula Mm -hmm. and everything and she got pregnant and i was like girl you need to tap out because you need to help me since you're tired (laughs) but she's really lovely she was really sweet but i was like i mean a woman to woman like she was just found out she was pregnant like she was really helpful but i'm like she's tired like you need to rest you know what i mean it just it just didn't work out and i a shout out to Brandy B Stereo. She was mm-hmm. able to do her forty days with her did, with yeah. her children. She have, she has three. She did it with all of them. Three? No, she has I knew three she or did four. It. Three. Three with yeah. her third child. Yeah, but I just couldn't. It just did. It just didn't make sense. And my mom was here, and she was super helpful. But what? You know what I mean? Like how? How I'm not gonna do nothing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I think it, it's interesting. Sounds lovely. I never had help with Cameron after we had Cam. It was just me, Jared, and Cam. Obviously, like our parents came to visit, but they left two weeks after. Mm-hmm. But with Kaya, my mom and dad were there through the winter. So they stayed till March. And that was the first time I had understood what it was to have help. And I was like, what a blessing, what a gift. Mm-hmm. But then the devastation of them leaving was like, I've never done this without you. So now it was like, I've never done two kids without having my parents there. So when they left, Jared and I looked at each other like, yo, (laughs) like, can we do this? Like we and it's and that's why, like when you were saying, like, I don't know how people do with multiples, because for me, it's like man to man defense. It's like you take one, I'll take the other. And that's the only way we can get it done. And we're finding our groove now because I also shared too recently that we don't have a nanny anymore. Like we lost all of our support system at mm-hmm. once. Um, and so we're finding our groove. And I know that people can do it. Ashley, you've been doing it for years. I don't listen. I don't healthy. know how Ashley has never had a nanny, y'all. <laughs> I don't know how she does it, but she does it. And uh, it's Chia. inspiring. Chia. Chia. God bless Chia. Yeah, he's an amazing partner. I do have to shout him out. Bloop, bloop, bloop. That's a shout <laughs> out. Bloop, 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 bloop. Oh shout out to Chia. That's the shout out sound. <laughs> no, I don't but, know about that shout no, out No, we are, we are tag team back again when it comes to our kids. <laughs> yeah. We really are. Like, we just are. We move. I actually I <laughs> we, told you go ahead. So, so I saw Ashley. It was funny. <laughs> Jared and I, <laughs> Jared and I stayed at a hotel. Ashley was there with her family at the same hotel. So... I go up, we see Ash, she's having lunch, all the kids are there. I leave, I come back, Jared's like, yo, have you ever seen Ashley and Chia with the four kids? And I was like, I mean, I've seen it, but like, no, not really, not yet. He's just like, yo, they are like Avengers Unite. Like, as soon as the food came, they was like, all right, she's got a little bit of this, she got a little bit of that. And it was just unspoken. They were just like, boop, 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 boop. It was just tag team and so like that really helps to have a partner that is present available willing takes instructions takes instructions (laughs) compromising taking of instructions is so hard because i will say this jared and i are similar in the way we parent our children yes Mm -hmm. but the way in which we go about doing things with a sense of urgency is very different okay me and chia too just so we're clear right and so i being the mom Mm -hmm. feel very entitled to feel that i should be the one to direct the initiatives mm-hmm. of how everything yeah. should go sure. yeah. right yet I also know that he loves the kids and he's really good with them and so I had to get to this place where I was like you may not do it exactly how and when I would do it but it gets done mm-hmm. and so the kids are still alive and they're happy and they're healthy so I had to learn to just like back off and I've learned that definitely with the second now versus Cameron like now I'm just kind of like 
all right, you want to let her watch basketball? Fine. That big ass screen in front of her, like I don't like it, but I'm I can't fight you right now. Yeah, because like, your mental health. I'm done. Yeah. I'm tapped. And so I sit there, and she's very content. And she actually, it's really crazy. She loves basketball. I wouldn't be surprised if she grows up and like really wants to play basketball. She's really into it. She's not into the TV for just anything, but basketball. She loves it. And so I see him sitting there with her, and I'm like, she's not supposed to have screen time. She's only right. five months. And I'll be like, she's all right. Like exactly. That's the thing with Cameron. It was like no screen time, Same. none of these things. And now I'm just like, look, is she calm? Girl. Is she getting tired because we can put her down? Fine. Like, I have just learned for my mental health that it's okay that it just doesn't go the way it's supposed to every single day. I mean, I felt that way even, like, through breastfeeding this time versus how it went with Cameron. Like, I had to get to a place where I was like, yeah, this is struggling for my mental health. Mm -hmm. And I'm not feeling good about this. So I have to make different decisions. And I feel like this time around, I was able to be have more grace with myself mm-hmm. and have more like gentleness with myself to say, Hey, like it's, it's all fine. Everything is fine. And I think that's the only way you can get through the newborn phase is that if you really just allow yourself to say, all right, yesterday was different than today. I don't know. Yeah. Tomorrow will be different as well, but I just got to get it through it one moment at a time. And I, I'm just I doing agree. my best. Yeah. I want to know how Cody's ass. Was, uh, yeah, Cody, because these twins. I don't I was about know. To ask you about. I I'm like, how did you do um, this? You know, <laughs> like they say, having one is like having one. Having two is like having five. But like we had two at the two same, same time. Yeah. Yeah. Cody, Feed two Wild. babies at the same two time. Two at the same time. No, granted, time. I mean, they, when it came to feeding them, they took turns. Did you have a natural birth? I nursed them. I, I had a vaginal birth, yes. Okay. Um, I, with the twins, not with Brooks. So it was oh. a vaginal after cesarean. Oh, wow. That's um, so crazy. <laughs> that's so that's, opposite of what you would think. I know, child. But it was very important to me. And so I like, no, yeah, that was like great. a whole thing. Um, but I didn't feed them at the same time. I did like, uh, what do you call it? Tandem nursing yeah. like three times. Uh, but overall, I would do back to back. But it was a lot. I mean, what, what, for my memory, right? It would be like 30 minutes yes. each. Wow. You know, and it had to be equitable so that like, and maybe that's why my boobs are like lopsided now. <laughs> but it had oh, to be equitable no. so Welcome that to you know, I could get the milk out of both. Um, but yeah, it was everything that you're describing. It was a lot. And, but the good thing about the twins or the thing that's like very specifically memorable about what made it a little better was that eventually they just started going to sleep at night on their own. Oh, that's Mm. amazing. Like we would put them, we would feed them every three hours or whatever it is. And we noticed that at the like five o'clock, maybe the eight o'clock, can't remember, but one of the later feedings, we didn't have to wake them. They would just like stay asleep. Like we didn't have to do anything. They would just stay asleep. And that's when we were like, oh, we can start putting them in the crib and Mm -hmm. sleeping them there and seeing how long they go. So that was good. But I remember the moment. I don't know how old they were. It probably was in the first couple of weeks. I can picture us, me and Tommy, each having one baby. I don't even know where Brooks was at the time. (laughs) On the couch, both like half asleep. And we had help during the week but not on the weekend and he was like I don't know if we can do this Aww. like I, I think we need weekend like support yeah yeah. because it was just too much and we were both working right. like I started working right. after three weeks oh, so wow. I don't know when this was but we were both working and it was just like there's no way that we will survive yeah. just being zombies on the weekends like this Ooh, that's intense I can't even imagine I feel like I had a little like postpartum depression after I had Asia, but I don't think that I acknowledged it because mm-hmm. I don't usually typically acknowledge anything. I'll comp- I'm a huge compartmentalizer. So like 10 years from now, I'll probably cry about it. But I definitely felt like a shift in like my behavior mm-hmm. and how I felt like really sad all the time. But I think that, like I said, for me, I don't know if it's how I was raised. Like I don't really give 
enough attention to my feelings. Mm. And so I kind of just am like, but life has to go on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's not healthy, but it but it works. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So you feel like you did nothing. You recognized it a little bit mm-hmm. and then just pushed on. Yeah. I didn't go to therapy. I just kind of cried in the closet sometimes. I would call my... Okay, so this is one thing. I feel like every mom needs one or two people they can call and say, like, really outlandish shit to. Mm-hmm. And then you don't get judged because mm-hmm. you don't have to explain yourself. Because, like, I could call Nalo and be like, I hate my kids. I'm going to kill them. And she'll be like, okay, girl. And I'll be like, all right, I'll call you back. And then 10 minutes later, I'm sending her pictures of us all cuddled watching TV. Right. Because, like, you you need to be able to get those yeah. feelings yeah, out. Yeah. But, like, the person has to know you. And know your yeah, temperament yeah. because sometimes that is really a cry for help from some women and you can't just ignore that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But from me, she under, she knows how I deal with things. She understands my temperament. And I'm also the type of person where I would be like, I would leave my kids on somebody's doorstep if I feel like I was getting to that point. Like, I can't do it. Like, I would just say it because I yeah. say what well, we know. I say all my feelings. Yes, so I, I genuinely let people know how I feel. So I would tell you, like, I am so overwhelmed. And he'll be like, and I'm like, no, but it's fine. Like, we, I mean, we just got to get through the day. And then sometimes I would just be like, I need to be by myself and I would go in the room and I would cry or I'd just watch TV or I would like kind of zone out. And I knew something was wrong because I was zoning out more, like just like not really paying attention and like taking in a lot of TV and not really being like fully present. present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it was just kind of like my mom, she came to help a little bit. She was like, you need a break. Like mm-hmm. she could tell. Mm-hmm. And that helped. But I think because I love my kids so much. Like, I definitely sacrifice my feelings because I want them to be, like, happy and mm-hmm. healthy. So I definitely pushed it down. And I saw it coming again after Italia, but I think I recognize it sooner so like I was just taking like vitamins and supplements mm. and going on more walks and That's being good. outside more and that I realized like I have to go outside every single day mm-hmm. that contributes to my depression if I don't like I have to go outside I have to feel the sun I have to see it like it's so important so taking walks was like a huge huge help for like getting like breaking my mood of me feeling like very like monotonous because it's like you feel crazy when you don't sleep yeah. like sleep oh, deprivation yeah. makes you insane <laughs> And, and and to your point though, there's levels to postpartum depression. Absolutely, right. And I did not have it, so I'll let y'all definitely speak. But um, I I understand that even what you're describing sounds like mild from the standpoint of you were able to pull yourself out of it. Yes. A lot of people aren't. A lot of and that's why I said that. Help. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They need to seek help. You need to get help, and you have to know yourself too. I think it's very important to be honest. Like if you're having feelings that you've, ne- this is my fourth. Well, that was my third child. Yeah. So like if you're having, especially if this is your first child feeling that way, you don't know. You don't trust yourself. Yeah. You definitely need to tell yeah. your doctor. You definitely need to ask for help. You shouldn't be like, oh, I guess it might go away. No, because when I talk about sleep deprivation, anybody, when you're not sleeping, you're not yourself. So you might snap and do something that you would Mm -hmm. never have done normally because you're not in your right mind. So it's not, you know, it's not safe to just be like, oh, I'll be okay. Like you definitely should ask for help. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm. I'm just thinking like... I just, because so after peace, I went through really bad postpartum depression. So I'm like, this is like bringing up, like, mm-hmm. oh my God. I like, can tell. With her, I was just so overwhelmed. Like, just life just felt, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I felt, I have this beautiful blessing, and then, but I also feel sad, and I want to kill myself. But, mm-hmm. it, so you you're like judging yourself and trying to be thankful at the same time and then I felt like I almost had too much help at the beginning because it was like um 
a lot of it started to feel like control like mm. you know you need to do this you need to do that you change yeah. it and I'm like I need to figure it out for myself yeah. so it's just all of that like felt very overwhelming and my mom was the one who pointed it out she was like I think all the people was like too much you know but I also understand that the help wasn't in vain it was like you know to support you I didn't understand it and then when I had Zen I was like help like everybody <laughs> yeah. pull up yeah I was able to accept it um but also, I was in that space where I didn't have boundaries. And then I... And you were young. Yeah, super young. How old were yeah. you when you had 23? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 23. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't have boundaries. And then I also... Um, yeah, I didn't know. I, 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 I don't know. I just felt like out of control. Like, How did you know that it was postpartum depression and not just overwhelmed and tired? My mom was the one who actually was like, this sounds like postpartum. Like, I think you need to look this up. And then, you know, when you go into the doctor's visits, they're like, so do you have these thoughts? And finally, yes. I was just like, yeah, yeah I, I actually mm-hmm. do. Like, how did, did you, I called like a hotline, honestly. Wow. Yeah, I called a hotline first. Mm-hmm. How did you, what did you do to get out of it? Or did you get help? Or like, how did you help yourself? Um, I went on, so first I went vegan. Cause oh, I was like, maybe diet. I need to, yeah. It was like diet, exercise. Um, and I think I went on anxiety medication. I think that's when I first took it, but mm-hmm. I needed something to, oh, you know what it was? I started to take 5-HTP first because I also did this thing with, um, a holistic doctor. So 5-HTP helps with like basically blocking. How do you describe it? I'm trying to like verbally describe it, but I can picture it in my mind. So like when your body is producing serotonin, you can either have like not enough or too much. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of like evens like, it out um, or like balanced. Regulated. Yeah, it, it just yeah. kind of like stops it not not stops the creation, but it makes it to where there's not like a hole of like it's seeping, if that makes sense. OK, so the 5-HTP, um, it helps to build that chemical. And I wasn't producing any at all. Oh, I went wow. to a holistic doctor and the holistic doctor was like, Oh my God, this is so crazy. I'm like, this is bringing back so many like flashbacks. The holistic doctor was the first one that was like, you're definitely going through postpartum depression. Start taking these minerals and these vitamins. Um, And that's where I was introduced to 5-HTP. And then I think after is when I got on anxiety medication to like, I was like, okay, we need some some chemicals up in this thing. How long do you feel like you were in the fog of PPD? Ooh. mm -mm. Probably like, so piece is seven, maybe, maybe like three years. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Know that. For a while. Cause I didn't recognize it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just thought that, oh, this is how it feels to have a kid. You know, I didn't realize that that was happening. So then also knowing that I went through that experience with peace with Zen, I was just so aware. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, we're not going to do this again. I was taking like double time the vitamins i knew yeah. what to do directly after i knew that that di- like just really did um like I, I just basically i had the blueprint already for what it was but like i find it really interesting that you said three years yeah because exactly. i feel like people think that postpartum depression is like give yourself that six weeks and it's like no you can literally find yourself in a cycle of postpartum depression if it goes unnoticed untreated yep. if you're not seeking the remedy of whatever you need in that time to be able to get yourself back to a place of feeling quote unquote normal or regulated or healthy again, you know, um, that's wild to me. And I think that like, that's important to share because I don't think, like I said, like people might just think it's this small window and it's like, no, you like having a child chemically changes you forever. Yeah. Yeah. Forever. You also mentioned suicidal thoughts. Yeah. 
And so how long did you have those before you actually talked to somebody? Mm. I think the su- so suicidal thoughts happen probably maybe like when Pete, like around two. Oh, okay. Yeah, so probably like around like two. Early on. Okay. Yeah, not, not, at first I was like overwhelmed and stressed out. Yeah, so probably like one or two years mm-hmm. in. Um, cause I was just like, this is so overwhelming. Mm, yeah. And then I tried to commit suicide. I had to go to the hospital and then a nurse walked in, she's a black woman. And she was just like, I'm going to tell you something right now. She was like, you need to, whatever you're going through, you have to get it together. She was like, because if not, they're going to take your baby mm-hmm. and your baby is going to go into a system and you don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So before they released, you have to do like all these psychiatric like treatments and, you know, then make sure like you're okay because they're like, you literally tried to kill yourself and it didn't work. So if we go home, like, is your baby in danger? You know? And so that I think was the biggest thing that I was like, Okay, we have to really like figure this shit out. And then that's really when I started my started sharing my um my mothering journey and just like was being very open and honest about it, you know, which was eventually turned into mindful fee. I'm like that's where the mental health part comes from mm-hmm. is like there was always history within family, but yeah. that was when I started to just be like I need somewhere to place this. Like this is my open diary and then other women are like, "Oh my god, me too." Yeah. Like I try to do that too or if people see a story I did a lot of like videos on YouTube at the time and people will see a story or like a like a video and they're like oh my gosh I was gonna kill myself and then like something I started clicking videos and I found yours and I just didn't end up doing it and I was just like oh I have to like keep sharing this message Mm -hmm. you know um yeah it was a lot that's why I always tell women I'm like take your time you know I think I also have body dysmorphia like I was trying to like I'm, I don't look like this anymore. Like, oh God, it was, there were so many levels, you know, it, no, it, it uncovers all of the things of how we are as women. I feel like when you have a baby, everything that we've ever gone through in life, like sizzles up to the top and yeah. it's like, yep. so now what are you going to do? Right. Like, you know, you're going to deal with it or you're going to just like try to kill yourself and make it go away. But it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, no. Mm. So yeah. Some people Date. too. And I don't know if this was the case for you with Zen, but like it makes them not want to have another one. Oh, I was terrified. Yeah. I was terrified to have a second. I knew I wanted it, but I was very, very afraid. Of Even course. now, like people ask me all the time, do you want another kid? And I'm always like, oh, I don't know. But in my mind and in my heart, I'm like, I'm, it's like, it's scary. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to have to go through that mentally, yeah. emotionally, yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even when you said the three year thing, it, I'm so glad you said that because that's how I felt too. Like, I feel like I never really got over it. And then I just got pregnant again. That's why I told Chia, yeah. I was just like. When we had this fourth baby, I I don't I I don't know if I wanted to have another kid like I did and I didn't like I love having babies with him you know what I mean but it's very exhausting and draining mm-hmm. and this time I told him I was like Chia I feel like I'm getting further away from myself mm-hmm. like I'm just raising children and that's mm-hmm. it and then like me as a person is gone and I'm just here like raising these babies and it doesn't make me feel good and I can remember like. I vividly remember my mom changing as a person, like when my little brother was born because she didn't have help. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. a little rambunctious. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so shout out to my little brother. Though, I love him. But it was a lot for her. And mm-hmm. I I mm-hmm. remember my mom never cussed, never said nothing. But when that little boy was born, that's the first time I ever heard my mom cuss. Girl. And so like, I think I always think about Amira, like looking at me and feeling like mm-hmm. how she's watching. Yes. Yeah. And I am changing and I have low top. Like I don't have as much tolerance yeah. that I used to have. And those two middles. Neither does she. Well, baby. Well, yeah, neither does Amira. 
Cause she she's getting tired of them kids too. Got that teenage time. Yes, and that's hard. And that's the thing. What's crazy is like she really needs me right now. She's a teenager, mm-hmm. and her 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 middle sisters, they are they're like a little two headed monster sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they they are twins, but they're not twins, and it's exhausting because all they do is fight and then get along and fight and then get along mm-hmm. fight and get along, but it's all day long. Mm-hmm. And like we just want them to shut up sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just like and I'm trying so hard. Like the conscious parenting, I try so hard, and I think that's that contributes to your depression because mm. you have an idea of the type of mom you want to be. Yes. And then when you fall short daily or it, it makes you depressed, it makes you feel like I'm not Less good bad. enough. I'm not doing this right. Maybe I shouldn't have had as many kids or blah, blah, blah. Like you just go through all of these doubts. And I feel like when I'm not patient with my two middle children, it makes me sad because I'm, I was so patient with Amir. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not getting the same mom that she got no. at all. <laughs> but I'm like, but that, I, that was the one thing I told you. I said, I never want to have more kids and take away from Amira, mm-hmm. not just financially, right. but like menten- mentally, emotionally, you know what I mean? And so I'm trying to like, find myself and find a way to be this person again and then it's like a part of me is like maybe I should just let go of that idea because I may never be that mom again but then I'm like no because you know like I don't like defeat I'm trying to like beat myself so you know what I mean let's take away from like being the mom that you were before Mm -hmm. and the thing that you said early on which was like you feel like you're getting further away from yourself yeah and and I think I'm hearing too maybe the need to sort of rediscover like what who are you yeah, right now what is so it is. what does Ashley look that. like what does motherhood look I like I don't know right I'm, I'm so just struggling with my body there? too like that's the other thing I am not used to this like I had two kids the first two in my body like that snapback culture but I did like I only mm-hmm. gained 20 pounds with Amira lost it gained 20 pounds with Azar lost it I actually gained less weight with Atalia I only gained 17 pounds that whole pregnancy and I'm bigger. Than I was when I was nine months pregnant with my other two children. So, like, I'm trying to, like, deal with that and mm-hmm. trying to lose weight. And then trying to lose weight while you're breastfeeding at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's, like, virtually it's impossible. Yeah, it's, it's a setup. Set yeah. should, should that even be the focus? I don't, I don't yep, know. No, yes, because I don't if feel good. See, that's the thing. Like, you're, you're going in a loop because it's like, I don't feel good about my body. Well, you need to work out. You need to eat healthy. Then, but I can't because I'm mm-hmm. tired and I'm breastfeeding. So, mm-hmm. like, you're in this, like, crazy volcano or, like, tornado of emotions because... I know I will feel better if I work out, but I also don't feel good when I'm working out and I don't see any results. But maybe yeah, the, yeah. maybe yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, it's like it's for the release and for the feeling. No, I want right? to look and, better and too. Yeah. about like and yeah. for the habit, right? Yeah. Like but I would say I'm I did on it that to feel hers. good at first, yeah. and then yeah. I was like, because I knew that your body when you're pregnant, I mean when you're breastfeeding, your body has to hang on to the fat. Yeah. But like it, it has to. My first two kids, so I think that's the problem. Like I'm having having a different experiences than my other two. Like split down. Middle. Yeah, like I didn't have to do anything. I'm talking about when I walked home from the hospital, my stomach was like bloop, Crazy. flat. Wearing my je- put my jeans back on never, the day after ever, I had a mirror. Never ever in my life. life. But that's what that like? you know what I mean. Like I was yeah. also 20. Oh, I was 23, but I was a ballet dancer, so I also yeah. have body dysmorphia yeah, because that, yeah. I was living my whole life underweight and didn't yeah. even realize. But it. let's talk about like literally. We mm-hmm. have individually all just shared moments of stress <laughs> unraveling, just <laughs> feeling lost a sense of self exhaustion Mm -hmm. all of those things are stress which contribute to literally how we're able to function Mm. see understand operate in our lives and so like that also is a setup (laughs) to me because we're stressed out about all these things that we're trying to control but then also we're like well why am i so tired and then why is my body not changing well because i'm stressed stressed out out. Mm. like i am you know it's so hard and i think that that's the thing that people are afraid to admit is that like 
you know, like you're not grateful for like the, the babies or you're not grateful or like you No, I am grateful, but I'm also really tired yeah. and I'm also having a hard time yeah. and I and two things can exist. Yeah. You yes. know, yeah. And it, it's it's way to bring that. Together. Yeah. Like it, it's a, it's a thing like they can exist. And I feel like, you know, back to you, Fee, like, first of all, your transparency in this episode is just incredible yes and i think that so many women me included in this moment i'm getting emotional <laughs> um just because i'm so passionate about moms mm-hmm. and i'm so passionate about what we go through when nobody's looking mm-hmm. and we suffer in silence so much and that's why like this community of women right now is so important to me and that's why creating content like this is so important and that's why talking because someone is listening mm-hmm. that feels like no one else understands mm-hmm. and that is what this is about like mm-hmm. that's why we have to call each other we have to talk we have to share because we're all individually going through our own things mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. and i'm just grateful i'm grateful to know that there is another side to it you can get through it you there are resources and people out there to talk to about it and i encourage everyone listening to do that you do not have to feel like there is no one out there for you someone is out there ask for help um, because it's really, really important. And don't disregard and downplay how you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's some. It, sometimes it's not just I'm tired. Sometimes there is something chemically going yeah. on. Chemically and there's value to recognizing tired, though, too. Yeah. Because tired can influence and affect other things physically, yeah. mentally, 100%. emotionally. So I'm tired is still very valid. And 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And if you're like me, I think that it's it's probably not a good idea to adapt that personality Mm -hmm. like of just like ignoring your feelings Mm -hmm. i think it's really important to acknowledge them and i'm starting to get in a place too where i'm letting go of like expectation so that i can acknowledge my feelings i think i push them away so that like well what what is this crying train that's happening that's that's not gonna (sighs) see what i'm saying (laughs) i don't do group prize (laughs) but i don't like it Mm -mm. i don't like it Mm -mm. nope but there is value in acknowledging how you feel. I just like to cry, cry alone in my closet peacefully. I don't know. I, that I is cry. Such a, that I just, is such a Capricorn. <laughs> I'm tempted like to just, just get up and hug her and see if she Don't cries. do that. Nope. No, she probably might sock you <laughs> no, right now. Don't touch me. Like, don't touch me. Remember her no, love language. Don't touch me. I don't yeah. like group cries. I like to cry alone in the closet. But I do cry. Trust me, I am a cry baby. My moon is in Pisces. I cry all the time. I just like to do it privately. Um, but I do think it's important to like acknowledge your feelings and because it is not safe to to just like push things down yes. because they, you will implode. You yes. really will. You yeah. will implode and you might actually hurt yourself or your baby um, or your spouse. You know what I mean? By It could be the smallest thing and it just takes you over the edge. Mm-hmm. And that's the scary thing too when you're kind of going through a depression or postpartum is that you could be thinking that you're functioning and be lashing out and not realizing that you actually aren't. That's why you're lashing out. That's why you're not as patient. Like you need to answer those questions correctly when you visit your doctor mm. tell, the, tell truth. the truth tell the, tell truth. the truth yeah and it's like, like you can't to help you yes like, yes you know yes you cannot like be afraid to admit those things out loud when you acknowledge them like you have yeah. to answer those questions truthfully and i feel like it doesn't just go away like yeah. i had to do the work for it to go away absolutely all the way and i feel i mean i'm so thankful that i didn't go through it with him i remember just looking around like whoa okay Coast is clear. Because <laughs> <laughs> they say it doesn't happen every yeah. day. Yeah. yeah, right? It's different. So I, I definitely like, think with Cameron, I experienced trauma and disappointment. Mm. It wasn't really PPD, I feel like. Yeah. But with Kaya, I feel like I definitely experienced PPD. And it didn't happen right after I had her, which was weird. I oh. felt like it mm. took like a minute, like a month and a half to two months to set in before I started to feel that 
overwhelming sadness mm-hmm. and I felt like that loss of control yeah. and and I started to notice that like this was different like everything felt triggering to me in that time and I was like oh this is different than Cam oh wow you know and and um and I feel like it's it's you know it's a process it's a journey mm-hmm. yeah but the but I'm hearing you all say and you know me included like talking about what you're going through mm-hmm. it's hard like no one's saying that's easy it's probably one of the hardest parts but talking about what you're going through with someone that you can trust and or a doctor which came to mind like when you guys were saying that just now like we all know doctors don't always listen mm-hmm. no. so like acknowledging and saying things out loud even if it's just for you meaning yes. like allow yourself to feel and think and articulate and if someone doesn't take you seriously, keep doing that. Yeah. And or even some of the things like little practices that Ashley mentioned, you know, going outside, getting sunlight, asking somebody to watch your kids so you help. can whatever. Yeah. Um, where we hesitate to ask for help and taking a nap is valuable. Yeah. Like I, th- I think another thing that I think is important to say is a lot of women will ask me um, just on social like, what what are my thoughts on anxiety medication or, you know, depression medication? And I think that there is this, um, and I get it because I believe in Eastern and Western because mm-hmm. there's some stuff that we just need a little stronger. And a lot of women, they're like suffering and they're like, well, yeah. you know, I can't afford a holistic doctor because you're obviously paying out of pocket, but I do have insurance and I'm suffering but I don't want to take the medication. I'm like, I hear you. I understand that. But sometimes you might just need something to help you think clearly. And then you can figure out what move you want to make mm-hmm. next, you know? So I think the, um, you know, like the pill shaming and all that stuff is like, I'm not really with that. I'm like, do what makes you feel good. And when I went on medication, I don't even think I told anybody. Cause I was like, it's I'm doing you. this for me. Like, I don't care what anybody, cause everybody has such strong opinions on it, you know? And I was like, I need to do this or I am literally going to kill me or one of these kids. Like this is just what it is, you know? So Mm -hmm. if you're going to do it, you can do it. Like just don't judge yourself, you know, just go off of how you feel. And one day at a time, I did want to say one more thing too, though. Um, I remember we saw my answer the questions properly. Like you got blessed with a nurse who like had the foresight to be like, but a lot of, I think people of color, specifically women of color, feel scared to tell the truth because they yeah, don't want their babies taken part, from yeah. them. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's important to use your, like, you know your doctor and you know if you don't feel really safe there to look for a different doctor. And listen, I grew up, like, not with a lot of money and had government insurance when I had a mirror the first time. Like, shout out to CareSource. I didn't have to pay, pay a dime. <laughs> I have so. insurance and I pay $6,000 out of pocket. Right? So there's How'd that. that um, right. <laughs> but I definitely... I remember I was going to my doctor's appointments and they just stuck me in this like clinic basically where you see a different doctor every time they don't care about you. Mm -hmm. And I remember when my sister-in-law had her baby at a different hospital and I was like, Oh my God, this is so beautiful. And the people were so nice. And I, talked to the doctor about it she was like girl when you go into labor just come here and you deliver the baby here and you will get this treatment instead of the ghetto ass hospital they were sending me to. Mm -hmm. And so I went, when I went into labor, I went to that hospital and had an amazing experience, but I learned very quickly too, like 
even no matter what type of insurance you are, there, there are a lot of different resources and things that people have created yeah. to help women. And you have yeah. to do your research. Like, don't feel like because you don't have money, you can't see an Eastern doctor yeah. or West, you know, West. There's yeah. some that take that insurance. Mm-hmm. There's people who do both in their office. So make sure you look for help, do the research, take the time, but don't just give up and feel like because you don't have a specific amount of money that you can't help yourself mm-hmm. because that's not true. There's so many people that are giving of their time that are wanting to help and you have to look for that help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't like your doctor, it's also okay to switch your doctor. Yeah, like I'm for like, someone you trust. Like, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you a story <laughs> about uh, my pregnancy in 2021, yeah. six yeah. doctors later. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah. Mm. But um, I'm I'm so glad that we talked about this. Thank you yeah. for asking, Cody, because yes. Ashley and I are in the thick of newborn the newborn haze. Yes. And it is, Ashley and I often, I'm very grateful because, me too. as I tell everybody, this is Ashley's baby that I had because Ashley always said to me, you can't just have one. I said, watch me. You sure can't always have one. And then I got pregnant. She told me she was pregnant and when she told me she was pregnant, I had a thought that I was pregnant but it wasn't confirmed and two weeks later it confirmed and I called her and I was like, well, looks like we're pregnant at the same time. So I was very grateful to be able to have somebody to go through this pregnancy with and postpartum mm-hmm. to be able to talk to you in real time. Ashley mm-hmm. and I talk all the time. Yes, girl. And I'm very grateful to have you going through it in real time. Our daughters are a month apart. Yes. And um, we've often been our listening source of saying things that all we might things. not necessarily say to other people. Right. But I'm very grateful to have you. <laughs> mama and friends I'm grateful are to it, have us. Mm-hmm. Gotta and, have mom friends. And I, my time. wish for everybody listening is that you mm-hmm. have that and you find yeah. it. Find it. Only yes. one person. Only one. Only one. One person. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Liz Polk. My mama friend. Oh, Shout out to Liz. Our, our oldest are a day apart. Aww. And then we both had twins. I know. Y'all have nine crazy. months life. apart. <laughs> Same <Weird>. life. <laughs> so grateful. You guys be well. All right. That's in the mama's den. Peace. Bye. 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 Bye.